Hello and welcome to Get Into Games On Air, a podcast about board games and the people who play them. My name's Craig, aka Get Into Games on all those Instagram machines, and I am joined, as always, by my co-hostess with the most SS, Mrs. Get Into Games. That's nice. Don't get used to it. Okay. Good. I'll enjoy it while... Yeah. It's because it's almost Valentine's Day. Oh, and my birthday. Yeah, and don't worry, I'll be buying you your normal Valentine's Day gift of oh, flowers. flowers. Yeah, plain and self-raising. No word of a lie, that actually happened. Yeah. yeah. Hello, this is episode five. Five. This episode's titled, Our Top Ten at Five. Yes. We should have done top five, really. Probably. We have been scouring Pub Meeple, that wonderful website, putting in our entire collection into the board game geek website. Board game? Board game collection. Into the... You've been... You've been putting... We. (laughs) You've been putting our entire collection into the board game geek website so we could run a ranking on board... What did I call it? Pub Meeple. That's him. That's the badger. And um, yeah, we ran uh, all of our games, 1,140-something matches, matches yeah. uh, to get a definitive top 10 of the greatest games ever made, ever. Anything below 10, just trash, just a yeah. trash game. In it's our not even, not even worth, not even worth buying. I mean, our opinion is valid. The listeners, the people on the other end of the internet here are listening because they know how valid our opinions how influential how influential <laughs> that's me as an influentialer to be fair i'm um surprised, i'm surprised i'm still alive after last uh, time i've got a repetitive strain injury my my hand is hurting from pressing buttons constantly but yeah i am surprised that no no one's the the mob of fans of Didn't come after games me. have not been after you and uh, with the pitchfork no. and but this is the longest intro in the world. Okay. Um, so in today's episode, we are going to tell you about what has hit our table this week, be it not a huge amount, but some. Um, we are then going to go into what is our top 10 board games of some of all the time. Uh, and of then some all the time. Some of all the time. Is it all the time? Who knows? Um, with some caveats, but we'll get into that later. And then uh, we'll read a few board game menus and um, we'll bid you adieu at that point, probably, and let you go on with the rest of your lovely day. I'm sure you're having a wonderful day, whatever time of the day you're listening to this, whether you're going home, whether you're in a lunch break, whether you're opening a shop, whether you're driving, driving a long drive, listening to our dulcet tones. Um, so why not uh, let everyone know what we've been playing this week? So um, Alana wants to play some more of Miller Zoo, so we played a bit of that. Didn't yeah, we? really enjoy that. It's a really nice family weight legacy mm-hmm. style game, which has got infinite replayability as well because you can just play your. Which is really difficult. It is because really we haven't been able to do it yet. Mm. Uh, we played a couple of games of, of Quixo. I'd played this with Alana at um, the little. To both games. games. Yeah. Yeah. Um, con. And then we bought it bought at home and we played a couple of games of that yeah it's like um noughts and crosses but five in a row and yeah it's really interesting almost dice game but not yeah we played two games of blood on the clock tower yeah with our friends always good um we played well i'm not sure it's played 
the experienced, the puzzled, I don't know, uh, with the Dimensions. Yeah, Mystery Package Mystery, Co. Yeah. Um, sent us a copy of the Dimensions uh, escape room kind of style game it's which is really like a book cool. it's like a 3d open like puzzle book and you have to like build a house and it's really yeah really good really exciting yeah i i just posted about it today because um sometimes like with the exit games the puzzles are too hard sometimes and you have to go to the hints and then you'll have other like escape rooms where the puzzles are too easy and this sort of was hard enough that you had to puzzle over it, but you could get there in the end. It yeah, was, it was quite... I find sometimes the exit games are a bit like difficult for the sake of being difficult, which isn't always. But I'm fun. enjoying it, and it's really well presented. There's a little magnifying glass. The whole thing turns into a house. Yeah, production's really good. There's little puzzles to try and figure out. It's cool. It's cool. I'm looking forward to doing that other. There's a. We've done one. I think there's three more, and then there's. Like the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's scenario. five kind of things. Uh, we played a new. Is it Helvetica? Yeah, Helvetica. Yeah, the a game called Onin, which is just it just makes me laugh. This game. It's really silly. It's really hard to kind of explain. I tried to. I made a post about it. It's like a numbers, uh, like a numbers card game that you can put one card down and if somebody else has put one card down then you can put one card down that's higher or you can put two cards down and then if somebody's put two cards down you can put three cards down they have to all be the same color but they have their different same color same numbers or same color but also when you put two cards so you could play a nine and then you could play a two and a five you know let's say a five and a five or something like that and that wouldn't be 10 that would be 55 yeah, and then so then the next person puts down eight hundred and seventy-one. Yeah, it's just and it just makes me laugh. Insane I don't know numbers. It's just really silly. It's quite quite a bit it's of strategy. Funny. It's quite a bit of luck, which I can imagine people not enjoying so much. But it is quite strategic. Yeah, it's just silly. It's fun. So they were the games we played in the week, and then we took. So it was our daughter's fourth birthday yeah. today, and we took them to soft play, and we managed to take some games with us. So we played uh, Sea Salt and Paper. Yes, with extra salt. Yes, which is always fun. We played two episodes of My City Roll and Build. Yep. Um, That never gets old, that game. It's really good. And we played Zuli, which is nice. Because we don't always play that, but it's it's quite a nice one to take out. Yeah. Um, It's quite a small box. It's quite puzzly. You get quite a lot of game in it. And then when we came home... Uh, birthday girl wanted thought it would be appropriate to play Ganshon Clever Kids, which was yep, cool. It's all about making a having a birthday party and setting um, up a birthday party, so that's which good. she loved and she won by quite a lot. Yep. And then we played Dodo, which we won. Yep, which was good. And then we played Suro. Yeah. So that was that was our gaming play plays this week. Yeah. Not, not, but, not too many, but... I would say I'm quite enjoying, after last year where we had to play a game every day, I'm quite enjoying playing some games and then having some free time to do other bits and pieces and not feeling like you have to play a game each day. Yeah. It's just quite nice because I did feel last year, oh my gosh, we haven't played a game, we must play a game. And then we just throw anything on like BGA just to kind of yeah put something in or a really quick card game just to play a game for the sake of playing a game, not... Whereas it, wanted it, to. yeah, it feels like we're playing a game when we want to play a game, 
And I think we are trying to play some of our older games as well and not forget those. So. Oh, I forgot one. What did we forget? Expeditions. We played that with oh, we uh, did, Beardy yeah. Games. Oh, we did, yeah. Andy, yeah. From at Beardy Games, we played Expeditions. That was really good. Three-player game, three-player version of, of Expeditions. Yeah, and it totally changed my opinion. Opinion on the game, yeah. Yeah, it's Absolutely. it's really good. And there are, I think it does work really well with more. I, I do enjoy it that it works with two so well, but I just, with three, it blocks out that extra place. Yeah. Um, and I, I like we're going to try it. I think at some point with a like a D twenty, and um, so you can roll it and just put a mech, whatever number it rolls, put yeah. a mech on that hex, so it just blocks it off for us. So without having to use like an AI third player we can just put a mech on it just to block a space for us to see how that plays just because i think the blocking is quite interesting it's quite fun um it's um definitely one that's grown on me i didn't love it at the start i think it's because it's got the scythe skin and i was expecting it to be more like scythe there are elements of scythe but it's its own game and i think once i got over that i think i really started to enjoy it and definitely the three the game, the, the game we played with Andy secured for me the fact that it's a really good game. Yeah. Um, and I think I prefer it at a higher player count, but it is a firm favourite now. Yeah, I think. It could it could have any skin on it. It's just um, they've just chosen Jamie's just chosen size. Yeah. Does it all do a big sell? Which works and yeah. it's pretty. That's true. So you um, put all of our games onto Board Game Geek. I did. All, all 26 of them. No. So, um, oh. well, I decided to start the list again because we already had them listed on Board Game Geek um, on your profile. But I figured it was easier to just so, load them all up than try and figure out which ones were and which ones weren't. Yeah, because we we'd, had, we'd culled, hadn't we, in, in the yeah, most of the times. I of think that. the list was a bit out of date. So it did that, but it's surprising how many um, boxes you can hide behind boxes. So I was like, oh, right, I'm nearly done. And then realized that all the lower shelves on the Calyx actually um, have loads of hidden games behind them. So that took longer. So we worked out we have in the house, I think, if we got them all, about 325 games. Yeah, which makes me think that what's really good idea, I've, I look, this is, Bear with me. Okay. How about we rent them out to our friends? So we could get, like, games, and we could say to people, oh, have you tried this one? And then they'll say, no, we can rent them. How about Mm -hmm. we keep all our games ourselves because we like them. That's why they're in our house. Okay, I'm confused. And we convince all our friends... Mm. To sign up to Rent, Shuffle and Roll. Sorry, who? Rent, Shuffle and Roll. Yeah, but how are we possibly going to get people to sign up to someone like Rent, Shuffle and Roll without, like, like you know, offering them a perk, like a discount Well, code? there is, there is. Sorry, what? So they sponsor us. What? And Rent, Shuffle and Roll let you rent any of their 1,000 games on a monthly basis so you can try before you buy or get access to a rolling selection of new games every month. Rent, Shuffle and Roll? Yeah. If you're feeling mysterious, you could take a look at their new Mystery Vault selection and see what you can solve. Use code GITG50 to support the show and get 50% off your first month. 
So what, we get our friends just to go to rentshuffleandroll.co.uk. Yes. Use the code GITG50. Yes. And then they get 50% off their first month using the rental service from Rent Shuffle and Roll. Yeah, and we get to keep all our own games. That sounds like a really good idea. Yeah. So I think if you're in the market to try before you buy, head over to rentshuffleandroll.co.uk and use the code GITG50 to get yourself 50% off your first month. And also help this little podcast a little bit too. So thanks very much, Rent, Shuffle and Roll, for being a sponsor of our podcast. Yay! Now, on with the show. I said that like there was a cut between an edit. It makes it, because people say that sometimes when they do an ad ad read. Not that we have an ad read, because I don't know what that means. Um, But I made it sound like we we, we did a really cool edit and a cut, and they won't won't know. I mean, I'm not going to cut this out either. Okay, right. So, shall we get on with it? Let's get on with it. What are we doing? Well, I thought we were doing our top tens. Let's do our top tens. Should we talk about caveats? Are we caveating? We are caveating. We love a caveat. I, love I like ca- saying the word caveat. I like caviar. Caveat. Is it like caveat? Caveat. Caveat sounds like cat. Caveat. Caveat. Speaking cat. of cat into games, oh yeah, it's, it's a, a real hit at the moment. I'm a little bit worried that it, the cat is going to get more followers. <laughs> the cat is. Um, Lying down at the moment, down by my. He was very interested in it a minute ago. He did want to be on the podcast, but he's decided that sleep is better. Um, Mm. and arguing with me about his second breakfast. So, speak to me about these caveats that we speak. Um, I made a little error. I wouldn't say error. So, I included when we were doing the pub meeple ranking. Ticket to Ride Legacy. Mm -hmm. And we had a discussion afterwards about whether that's... mm. Whether Legacy Games should really be in our top list. Because if you think Pandemic Legacy, if you think Ticket to Ride Legacy, they were amazing experiences. They were amazing games as the Legacy. But when you re-get that game to the table pandemic for example you can never play again so essentially you're ranking pandemic rather than pandemic legacy ticket to ride yeah you can play ticket to ride legacy forever after you finish playing the game spoiler alert however which i think everyone knows anyway so it's not a spoiler however i at that point it becomes playing Ticket to Ride, not playing Ticket to Ride Legacy. So the experience of those Legacy games would put them ridiculously high on the list, but they're high for that reason. So my... Sorry, counting. Um, Ticket to Ride Legacy came out as number eight on my list. Yeah. Um, But you're right in that my brain is thinking the Legacy overall and not the game that I can replay over and over again. And I think Ticket to Ride would be lower. That Now, we haven't played the Ticket to Ride game that's left. Yeah. So I don't know. So I've taken that out and I've moved number 11 up to number 10. Yeah. I am... Um... Yep, and I, what I'm what I'm uh, taking great credence in is that credence? yes, is that the right one? I don't know, but I'm right. That's what I heard. I heard at nine thirty in the evening as recording um, that I was right about something. So I'm going to take that to the grave and 
Uh, I was right, everyone. And I, I the hostess with the mostess, so that was good. Uh, well, I can edit We're that. Both winning. No one knows. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, who's to go first? So we're starting with number ten. I and going backwards. Yeah? I think that's probably good. Okay. That's how you do a countdown. Otherwise, it's a count up. Everyone, this is our least favourite of the 10 games. I bet you'd be so excited because everyone wants to know you're number one and they just switch off. Okay. I mean, no one All right. All right. It's been one. a long day. Okay. Shall I go first? You should go first. My number 10, having been moved up from number 11, nice. is the ART Project, which I really love. It's. Um, cooperative game about getting art pieces yeah art theft there's art thieves and you're trying to rescue trying to get six or so crates yeah before you lose cities or um and during defeat the the white hand limited resources and you have to manage how you're going to place your cards and i just really like it and it's a fairly small box with quite a lot going on. So there's yeah. several maps you six, can do. Six maps in the I box. I think we've only tried two or three of them at yeah. the minute. Um, it's, it's so good. It's you so can refined. play it on like easy mode, medium mode, hard mode. Scales really well at all player counts. Yeah, it's really like, I know you were really excited about getting it. You played it at UKGE um, and said, we must get this as soon as it came out. And I was like, mm. Maybe, you know, but it's really good. I really enjoy it. And it's quite a nice one if you've got some people coming around and you want to introduce them to games because you can sort of teach them as you play. It's good. Yeah. Vin- I like it. Vincent Dutre art, so you know it's just going to be incredible. Um, uh, yeah, I, it's yeah, so good. Um, is, it, def- is it on your list? It is on my Ooh. list. It will It will be popping up on my list at some point, uh, indeed. Mm. Um but yeah, my uh, not my, my is that is that good? Yep, oh, yeah, yep, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Oh, so my one my one bugbear with that game is that um, in the ART project in that um, acronym, the A stands for art, which is really annoying because <laughs> the I shouldn't the acronym shouldn't be the the word anyway. As we continue, really, really that's the thing that's. That's the set you off, that's is it? Thing, oh my that's goodness! That's the thing that puts it in the position it is. So <laughs> sorry. That's why it dipped on your list. <laughs> it dipped down. That's why it was your number eleven originally. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my number ten is uh, has artwork by Vincent Dutre. Uh, I think is, you might be obsessed. Is designed <laughs> by designed by <laughs> Florian Sirier as well, um, and it is after us. Um, After Us is a really quick-paced um, resource management, deck building, race to 80 points um, where you're building a tribe of apes. You're trying to shift out your little monkeys that you have at the start, get more powerful apes, um, use gorillas to rage and get rid of your weaker apes and score more points with the different types of um uh, uh yeah apes basically apes planet of the apes the board game um but it's just so quick and the thing is it's one of those ones that i find that's quite like complex to explain when you're trying to teach it at first 
But when you get going, you've had two rounds, you're like, what was difficult about explaining this game? It's so quick, um, especially because it's all simultaneous play. Everything happens at the same time. So it is it's fast. Um, I would yeah. just say don't play it on BGA as your first game of it. Do you remember the game we played oh, yeah. with... Um, it was with Nick and Shelley. Yeah, with yeah. Nick and Shelley. And we were like literally just pressing buttons. We had no, no clue what, what we was doing. going yeah, on. Yeah. But it's, it's <laughs> yeah, it's so good. And um, it, was it not- feels of like, a, for me, it feels that kind of, it's got that space vibe, space, space, space vibe. That's what I meant. That's tried to not say. what came out. So <laughs> lots of, it's late and it's been a long day. You said space that earlier. Space By the way, I was that. right. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's, it feels that space, space void. Um it, That's it, really it, hard to say. It's space, really difficult. What? Space, space, void. Yeah, don't say it, everyone. Don't say it. Don't do that. Um, yeah, because we don't own that game, but it feels like that kind of race to point that you get up. with them um, with the spacing and the basing. Uh, but one day I get that game. It'd be fun. It was number thirteen on my list, so it wasn't too. But that's far okay. My number nine is size. Okay. I think that the best game of it we've had is five player game of it um again it's not one that hits the table very often but every time you play it it's a good time it's a great game um i just love it it's really cool good well again that's the side yeah i think when you when you're talking about scythe it's like it's scythe do you have you heard of scythe oh yes everyone's heard of scythe um i think it's just the the different objectives that you can achieve you don't have not everybody has to be doing the same thing it's not like overly like things like root and things it's about fighting you don't have to get involved in the fighting there's lots of other routes to getting the little stars on there and i just like the the variety of ways you can get to the win condition yes um my number nine yes um is a new game um ish it's a 2023 release uh, game um and it shot up the list quite quickly and it is distilled by paverson games um distilled is it's just really good it's really there's something about it that's really enjoyable about getting the ingredients together choosing the ingredients shuffling those cards taking the top card and the bottom card off the deck making you trying to make your brew if you've made your your whiskey or you've ended up making moonshine it's that kind of mix of oh no i've messed up my ingredients i've messed up my mix uh, being able to build your uh, uh warehouse to make like better quality drinks buying bottles to work, get extra types of bonus points based on the bottles that you're, you're bottling your your alcohol in and that sort of thing and then there's a set collection of the bottles as well that you're getting so you get points if you have sets of bottles points of barrels all that sort of thing so there's a lot of cool ways to score i really enjoy that game every every game we've played it's been a lot of fun i um yeah i just really like it i think Mm -hmm. it's really good there's a lot of different menus as well to make there is a little expansion that we don't have yet but i'd be tempted to get it and i know there's a new expansion coming out for it soon as well um yeah that's brew in distilled my number eight is a puzzle tile tile laying game with a lazy Susan. And if it didn't have the lazy Susan, I'm not sure whether it'd be so cool, but I do love it, is um, Planet Unknown. Uh, I like that 
kind of tile laying game where you're trying to fit things together. You've got your little rovers that you have to move around and try and collect the meteorites and things. Um, as you move up the board, you can get smaller pieces to fill in. You get little sieve cards. Um, and again, with that, there's a lot of replayability because there's lots of boards and different um, planets that you can play on. You can have asymmetric planets or you can have the same planet as everybody else. It's just yeah, good. good. It's good really time. good. I'm I'm surprised that wasn't in my top 10. Like, Is it, it not on in the rankings? It, it, it was my, num- my number 13. I, I yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I would have thought that was kind of was going to beat a lot of stuff out. Um, but for some reason it didn't. I, I really like Planet Unknown. I do like the asymmetric boards, but I think the asymmetric boards are probably better for solo because they can be really unbalanced. I think some of them are really hard and corporations are really hard to use. And I, I think a lot of asymmetry, unbalance, unbalancing within asymmetry comes from not knowing how to use, the like in Root, not knowing how to use the faction, like in Lost Ruins of Arnok, not using, knowing how to use a leader. But it feels like there's some really difficult things. Like one of the planets, you have to slide the polyominoes yeah. straight in. You can't move, like you can't slot them in. You have to be able to slide them in. And that just makes the game, like the planet is planet Tetris and it's really hard because you just have to slide the thing. And it's yeah. that's not always possible. But- I always play that game kind of solo anyway. Like, you, like yes, you're playing competitively, but you're trying to fill your board as best you can. It doesn't really matter who wins at the end because it's a. No. I find it's about the puzzle that you're, you're doing on to, your board, yeah. and you can have your own success in sorting out your planet without worrying about what the other person's doing. Yeah, I mean, we're not super competitive anyway, but. No, but it, yeah, it, it, I, I agree with that. There is a very solo no, nature to it, and you just want to try and beat your own score in in that way. The only kind of interaction is the lazy Susan. You turn it to make, you turn it away, or you you turn mm. it to get your piece on the board, which is fair enough. Mm. Um, my number eight is is scythe, <laughs> um, which is actually lower than I thought it was going to be as well. To be honest, I think before it might have been like my number four or five um, it's been usurped it's been usurped but it actually hasn't been usurped by much that's particularly new since i last did this no i think i lasted it two years ago maybe our tastes have changed a little i really like scythe i think it's fantastic um but yeah i yeah i don't think again like we said not nothing really needs to be said about scythe i think most people listening to this will know what scythe is it's not a war game, but I'll make it like <laughs> one if I get a chance. Um, yeah, it's really good fun. Um, and there's yeah, so many ways to win, so many different tactics and strategies to play it. And again, asymmetrical factions, but they don't feel unbalanced in any way. I know there are some like factions that seem OP, but they're, there's... They've sorted not... that, that out mostly because they say you can't play as these. Yeah, particular... but I, mean, I think people think that like, the Rusviet factions really overpowered but then there's that other faction that can just walk on water basically from the beginning and that feels like pretty more pretty powerful to me uh yeah Yeah. so that was that my number seven um i just love this game it's 
reminds me of my childhood a lot because I used to collect teapots and teaspoons and tea memorabilia and my parents took me to a tea museum and I was a bit obsessed by it all and did a little tea project and and the game is chai mm-hmm. and I just I love the production on this one the little cups that you get the the tea tokens with the black tea and the green tea and the the different uh boss tea and stuff and the artwork on the cards where you've got like captain picard uh it is captain yeah it's captain picard and you've got um drinking tea gandalf and and there's just lots of little like easter eggs in the pictures and it's just when you get it out on the table it's just beautiful and i do love it's really nice um and it's just a shame that steep games are a dumpster fire of a company um i can't see that there's nothing wrong with that the, you you can if they haven't they've not funded a Kickstarter campaign for four years and taken everybody's money um, oh. for granted and not delivered anything. So I do apologise for that, but um, well, I it's like also Chai. not me. I Chai is a fantastic game. Chai for me is somewhere. It is somewhere. Where is it gone? I don't know. It's on there. But I, I really like Chai. Chai is a fant- It's a fantastic game, and that's that's a shame that such a good game has come from. Life. Craig, don't be rude. My <laughs> here's my tea. Um, my number seven is Raiders of the North Sea. Oh, this was number seventeen. Wow, wow. But I do like it. it. To me, it's a it's a really good entry into worker placement. Um, I love the mechanics of it. It's so simple to pick up. There's a deck building element to it um there's a really nice worker placement engine if you put a worker down pick a worker up um and gain those two benefits go off and explore lose potentially lose a weaker worker gain a stronger worker but then that stronger worker can be given to somebody else um the different colors are more powerful yeah yeah yeah. like the black ones and then that you've got the white ones the white ones and the gray ones and the gray ones unlock different buildings that they can get different benefits out and stuff like that it's just really cool the cards have a discard action as well as a play action there's lots of little little unique features there's a re- some apparently the expansions are really good for it i've not played them myself but um oh, well yeah, think, yeah we don't own them but like we've got viscounts and wayfarers yeah. and they're both good but they don't come to the table as much because they're quite complex i think in yeah. rule set and raiders just it makes sense we know how to set it up. It's just get it out and go. Without. Yeah, it's a satisfying game to get to the table and play. And I think that's why I just like it so much. Because I think I don't think there's a time that I would ever really say, oh, I don't fancy it. Because yeah. it's not it's not that taxing. It's just something that you can just play. I don't yeah, need to get really deeply involved in it. Right. I think you're going to disagree with me here. Okay. My well, number six yes. is... And I'm sure it's much higher up your list. Maybe. Is Everdell. Okay. Um, I, obviously, it's a really good game. Um, I think it's not higher up my list. I don't, I don't know. Maybe if I called on it a little bit. I mean, we've got so many versions of it. Um, and I think um, Barshall was quite high up. I can't quite find where it is now. But, it, oh, it's, well, it wasn't that high. It was number 40. Um <laughs> But it's it's I I like how it looks on the table. I like the tableau building. 
I mean, the production on the berries and the, um, what was it, amber, what, um, slate or yeah, whatever Yeah, the resin and the stone and the twigs. Are, are really cool. It's always very satisfying to play. Like, if you say, should we play Everdell? I'm like, yeah, straight away. Yeah. I mean, that that's it. I think um, the, a, a feeling that a game can give you can really, like, override uh, how it plays. Uh, I think that's not higher up because I don't feel like it's that complex. doesn't require me to... The brain power doesn't require me to think of a strategy that much. It's basically based on which cards you get and then trying to find the best complements of those cards. But I don't find it that taxing. I think some of the games that are higher up have more strategy, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Okay. My number six is a game that we have spoken about um, already uh, a little bit. And it is Expeditions. Um, it's really good. I'm, I am genuinely surprised that it's higher than Scythe. Um, I don't know whether that's more of a recency bias. Um, the fact that we've played it uh, more recently than Scythe and it's newer. Um, but there is something that I genuinely really enjoy um, about how the game plays how you develop your player board, how you combo up that sort of stuff, how you build your deck, how you explore, how you gather resources and the resources are workers, and then how you defeat corruption and um, claim like extra victory points that way. And again, there's the four stars, the multiple ways of placing stuff. But what I really like actually a bit more than what I that happens with side is to put the stars on the board, you have to go to specific locations. Mm. So where on side you, I've completed my last star, put it straight on the board, you can complete your last star and then have to find or go to that spot. Or to place someone just sits there or, where you need to go. <laughs> or someone just sits where you need to go and doesn't let you go there because they know you need to go there and that's naughty. That is naughty. But it's fun. Um, yeah, I, it just, it, it's, it, makes me happy it's good i'm yeah. looking forward to the expansion at uh, some point in this year uh my number five is lost ruins of arnak i love this game um i like discovering the creatures and moving up the research track and managing your resources um i love the way it looks on the table i just love it i love it it's just I don't know, it gives me happy feelings. Hmm. Um, I prefer playing it in real life because I'm more likely to win. Because <laughs> you always seem to win when yeah, we play on video. Now we've got the uh, insert for it. It's much easier to set up. Um, I'm not so fussed about the expansions. I'll, I'll play the base game. Um, I might play with a different character, but I'm happy with the base game. Um, in where was it on you? Oh, is it higher up? Um, so my uh, oh. my number five yeah. is um, Lost Ruins of Arnett. Oh, we got it, it the same. Because <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's Expeditions. It's the same game. Um, but well, I was uh, going to talk about this. Yeah. Can I talk about it now? Cause... Well, 
Oh. Yeah, well, yeah, because you just spoke about Yeah, Lost Ruins of Arnica is just great. And it's that exp- exploration, uncovering new things, gathering resources, having limited workers to be able to place. The leader's expansion just adds a real level of complexity and, and difference to the way you play, the style that you play, mm. what you're doing. Um, it's really good. So my number four is Expeditions. Yeah. And I think that you're right. I think that Lost Ruins and Arnica, Lost that I just made up a new Good. name. Cool. Lost Same as ruins me. of honor and expeditions could be either way round, but I think that expedition edges it because there's just a bit more strategy. I don't know, like there's a bit more going on, it's a bit more There's like, a little bit less luck in expeditions than there is in Lost Ruins of Arnic does require you turning over a guardian and having those resources. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you can plan ahead with expeditions. Yeah, definitely. definitely. And I think that would, I would say that my opinion on expeditions has changed since we played the three player game. Or maybe it's just because I'm becoming more familiar with it. So there is that, re- what did you call it? Recency bias. Recency. I nearly called it regency. Oh, regency. Oh, that's <laughs> even posher. I like that. Recency Let's do that. bias. Is that like the vibe? Um, but I think, yeah, either of those could be in those spots and i think maybe another year it would it would, it would just depend but yeah so so you had five and four and i had six and five yeah, of those two yeah, games yeah. um what was your number four my number four is um just just pushing up all the stone my games here is uh viticulture oh. uh viticulture is pretty much dare i say the perfect worker placement game. Um, there may be a worker placement game slightly higher on my list. But, no! No, maybe. But Viticulture genuinely is probably the most perfect, pure worker placement game there is. Like, just how everything develops, getting more more little workers on, playing workers to grow crops, harvest, do all of those things, just the way it all just it just works so well. It's just so good. It's so satisfying. The cards, the card play, all of that stuff, and it smells so good. The smell of that game, my gosh, every time I open that box, it's like, ah, <laughs> oh, just you get this waft. Um, oh, it's just incredible. <laughs> like, if you're listening to this and you're near your calyx, Grab open your your viticulture your viticulture box and just just have a big old sniff big old sniff it's the nicest those cards smell so good okay while he gets over the smell <laughs> just gonna grab my copy of viticulture hold on um my number three is what your number nine um it's distilled for me this is a great game I think I don't know whether. It's because when we when we were younger, you were into beer and yeah, when I was twelve, well, not that much younger, but you know, like a yes. lot of our younger life, perhaps before we had children, involved tasting beers and going on beer brewery tours, brewery and tours, and, and things like that. Rest and in so, peace, Richwood. <laughs> So that sort of theme, I know it's not beer, it's, you know, spirits. That sort of theme really grabs me. Um, yeah. It's just a very enjoyable game. Like like you said, the topping and tailing 
of the cards. That's quite a nice thing that I've not seen in other games. Um, the little tokens with the spirits on are really neat. It's got a lovely insert. Yep. It, it's pretty. Yeah, it's productions out of this world. I would, I would, I would kill for a beer version, like craft beer version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be so good. Like you have stouts and sours make and it, barley it. wines <laughs> and Trappist beers, oh, and oh, it would be incredible. Um, do it's it, have some games. Game. I know you're listening. <laughs> very good game. Yeah, yeah. I it's yeah really enjoyable. Um, mm. really, really is good. My number three is we've spoken about this one already as well um is your number 10 11 uh it's the art project i just if you were gonna say you wanted to play a cooperative game it's my go-to game now i would originally have said pandemic do you want to play a cooperative game yes please let's play kites (laughs) Um, that's not how you're supposed to go um i just think it's incredible it's it's so simple to teach but so like that that negotiation but with negotiation with limited communication it doesn't seem to make sense it doesn't sound like that would work but you have to play your cards you have to know the order of which you all play your cards it's just there's so many well. good thoughts. There's so many, yeah, it's so tight as far as resources. If you're playing at higher player counts, do you move your, you, you burn through the deck quicker. So it's much harder of, and, and you have to really split up as a team and, and go and fight crime around. Um, I, I think like, I like cooperative games that aren't easy. Like it's not easy. No. It, yeah, again, this is one of the ones that was banded around family weight, and then everyone kind of went, oh, but I like my cooperative games difficult, not family weight. But family weight can be the rules of family weight. The complexity is not. Yeah. It's still difficult yeah, to win. To win. Um, just because it's family weight doesn't mean it's kid-friendly and a six-year-old could play it, because they can't. I mean, they could try. Um, uh, nine-year-old plays it and uh we lose uh, just as well all the time yeah but that's um part of but that's what makes you keep coming back right the fact that you lose and you have to go again yeah and and like you said earlier six maps in the box like you barely and then multiple difficulty levels like have multiple had different levels of lives and yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't become boring. There's a, there's a million ways to play it. You can make it harder, it. or you can make it easy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I would highly recommend that everyone uh, tries it, plays it. Just it's so good. Get a copy. Mm. My number two. Your number two. Used to be my number one. Used to. Um, but it's been knocked off the top spot, as it were. But it is viticulture. I think. I'm not sure. You might be able to correct me. Yes. That Viticulture was our first Stonemaier game. I will be able to correct you. Oh, was it not? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. I'm okay, just telling just you, you're correct. Um, and I also think it was one of the first heavier games that we played. Because I remember getting the rules out, and the first game we played, it took us absolutely hours, because we were like, what are you supposed to do? And when are you supposed to do that? And how does that work? It took ages. And then the second time we played it, we were like, 
Oh, right. Oh, that's much easier than we thought. We, like, overcomplicated it. Yeah, because I remember everyone was sort of talking about it and saying it's great. And I really enjoyed worker placement as a mechanic. And I got it for my birthday one year. And I remember we us getting it. And, and I think you were kind of like, really? Really? I like the theme, though. The theme, yeah. But, like, really? Oh, it looks like that. And then it just didn't, like, it didn't click. And now it's sort of, you can play it blindfolded. Oh, yeah. Um, but it's so, it is really tight with resources and where you can go and you can only do limited things in the summer and then the winter mm-hmm. and with the visitor cards. And I just, I love every game we play of it. Like it, it doesn't even matter what the score is really. I just, I like trying to achieve the 20. Yeah. 20, and, um, oh, th- th- should we get controversial? You don't need Tuscany. <gasps> oh he just said it he said the thing he said the thing i don't know i, I just like playing the normal version yeah tuscany's got some good things going for it i'm not overly in love with the is tuscany the one with the area control Ter- I don't that's tuscany's that the board's got the area control the um wake up chart is four sections yeah. they've straightened everything on the board oh no so it I doesn't look 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 like an actual yeah so it's all straight on the board and you've got the structures, which don't necessarily add much. I don't mind the um, the event kind of what those extra workers. I think. I think there's some really good things in there, but I don't think it's essential. Like because everyone, whenever you see someone go, I've just got viticulture on Instagram. Every time you see someone has posted, I've just got this for Christmas or I've just got this for my birthday, whatever. I can tell you about a million comments underneath that will be, you need to get Tuscany, or you need to get to, you but don't. I think sometimes, need, need to. Some, like I said about Lost Ruins of Arc, sometimes the base game is just enough. It is perfect enough without all of the added. Yeah. The, the, the essential edition that you can buy now has aspects from Tuscany that weren't in the original yeah, version yeah, of Viticulture. Yeah, that's so the that's the thing. I think that's why people are very much get Tuscany because they're not because a lot of those people were early adopters that got it early and yeah. they didn't have the mummers and puppets well, and that sort enough. of stuff, yeah. which is just fine. And with um, Viticulture World as well, yeah, it yeah. just makes that game so good. I love everything Viticulture. Okay, my number two. Um, Boo. Yes, is rubbish because <laughs> Becky booed it. She said it no, is rubbish. I just know it should be at the top. My number two is at number two, probably for the same reason that yours is at number one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, my my number two is Blood on the Clock Tower. Um, Blood on the Clock Tower is the best social deduction game I've played, dare I say. Probably um, played many social. It's better than games. Cheese Feast, that's for sure. Um, it is. If you not don't know what Blood on the Clock Tower is, it is werewolf mafia Where have you on been? <laughs> steroids. I won't talk about it too much. Um, I might exactly. <laughs> that's why I might not. Um, I think it's number two for me, mainly because it's probably getting the opportunity to play it. Maybe um, also. For me, most of the time, I story tell it. But it also, it's just, uh, I don't know. Uh, it, it's number two for me. You just love something else more. I do love something else more. Something makes me happier. 
um, which I'll go into. I'll speak about that more later too. Uh, but yeah, anyway, you go over to your number one because I think um, it's probably <laughs> worthwhile. Well, my number one is Blood on the Top Tower because okay. I love it. Um, uh, it's hard to describe, right? Some it. I was talking to you about this in the car yes. earlier. Sometimes you love this game. Sometimes you hate this game. Um, which would be strange why it's at number one. I think it's about the stories that it creates and the memories it creates. Like, I can remember when we played certain games, then when we come back to play again, in our group we talk about those games. There's, like, a common theme. And if you play it enough with the same people, there's a... What's the word? There's a bit of a... Meta. Meta, yeah. Um, if anybody said to me, though, so it, it came down to if somebody said this game, would you like to play Blood on the Clock Tower or something else? I will always jump at the opportunity to play Blood on the Clock Tower because you can't just play it whenever you want. So like Viticulture, I could play whenever I wanted to. But Blood on the Clock Tower, I've got to wait for six other people to want to play the same game. So I'm going to always choose it over something else if I can. Yeah. So like if it was a game day meetup and we had five people who wanted to play Viticulture and there were seven people who wanted to play Blood on the Clock Tower, you'd go with the Clock Tower because you can play Viticulture pretty much. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I do love it. There are some days I hate it, but that keeps me going back because then I want to play a better game of it. Um, And yes, sometimes I'm in a bad mood over it because I like to play certain characters and some characters for me are better than others. Um, but I, I, I enjoy it bringing people together. And I enjoy the fact that we now play with a core group of people who continue to play and we got to know people better. And we play with one of our really old friends who otherwise we wouldn't see very much. And we can play it online, which is good when we've got the kids in bed. I don't know. I love it. Yeah, I I think there is there's definitely a level of um it gives you it, it's a it's a really good fan game. It gives you great memories to have. I think there is there's just time there's times when it's more difficult to get on with. I I I I I think sometimes you as someone who storytells it a lot. I think for me sometimes it's difficult to kind of explore with when you get new players in you have to run the same thing yeah if you're running it for a, a club or something like that it's difficult to kind of when you're soon because i'm i'm not someone who wants to ever run a new a first person if you run it for the first time it has to be trouble brewing but a lot of people want to go oh there's these really cool fun characters it's like yeah but we have to run the basic script because otherwise it's too complicated but the basic script is cool it's like the it's it's like the base game of other things it's like well you know at the end of the day we know that trouble brewing is going to produce a good game fun for most people are going to enjoy it yeah um it's going to be a laugh and actually sometimes the best games that we've played have been trouble brewing because it's comfortable everybody knows the script everybody knows the interactions between the characters yeah like it's not a bad thing no exactly it just makes you a better player. I love it. And if you haven't played it, go play it because it's yeah. great. Message me. DM me on Get yeah. Into Games. Come join our games Come and online. join our games. Then we can always do it more people. So if anyone wants yeah. to play, 
They can come along and play online with me and I'll storytell and I'll make sure that you suffer. <laughs> and you'll probably be the demon because most people are if it's their first time. Yeah, it's fun. Like Nanda. Yeah. <laughs> In real life. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. So your number one. My number one is Everdell. It's still number one. It was number one before. It's number one now. Uh, okay. Hello. Um, You wanted to join in, did you? Okay. Um, Sorry, that's the cat. You are cat games, just there. Yeah, my number one is Everdell. It is, to me, it's it's a game that will just, like Thunder Clock Tower for you, it will just always make me feel good. If anyone ever says you want to play it, I say yes. I, um, I just really just fills my tum tum with warm feelings. Oh, fuzzy feelings. Um, fuzzy feelings. Is it? Is it the best mechanical, mechanically, is it the best game ever made? Probably not. Does it, is it balanced at all player counts? Maybe not. Does it take too long at higher player counts? Maybe not. With all the expansions, is there too many cards to get through? Probably. But there's something about diving into the world that, Andrew Bosley has made with the artwork and the and James Wilson and everyone that have designed it and created it. Is it that it is that world, world brings you world. in and you are you are in that world for an hour, mm. however long you're playing the game for. You are you are in there. You're not thinking about other things. You're thinking about how your creators are working together, learning the deck. And I think people who play it once or twice, they don't get it. Sometimes they hate it. And it's one of those things, it's one of those games that's the fan favourite to dislike. It's like not liking Stonemaier games. It's like, <laughs> oh, I'm cool because I don't like Stonemaier games. Yeah, of course you are. You're really cool. Um, oh, something's universally people, loved. People can Let have me their own it. opinion, Craig. Oh, yeah. Um, Craig! I'm allowed my You are opinion. catty today. I'm not catty. I'm just asleep. No, um... And I think you need to learn the cards and how they play off together to get the best out of it. How knowing like all deck building kind of tableau building, knowing the cards and how the cards play off with each other and work off each other is always going to be to your benefit. But yeah, it's just a really, I like it's a really changing up which expansions we add on. So yeah. Some, what's the one at the bottom called? Spirecrest. Yeah, I like that that journey through the the mountains. Know, yeah, I like that. Um, sometimes I like adding the train. New Leaf is, yeah. yeah, it's a very, yeah, New Leaf and Spirecrest are two of the best expansions. I like New Leaf because it puts more cards out, so you get through the deck quicker. I do find myself using, when playing Everdale now, wanting to use the Farshore um, rule. rule of just, if you've got two of the same, you just pile them up rather than have two of the same in the meadow. I think that's a, just a good, general good rule to have in the game. But sometimes I, like, I know Farshaw's further down, but sometimes if I fancy Everdale, but I just fancy mixing it up, I'll play Farshaw. Like, yeah, I mean, for me, Farshaw you know was it, 17. Yeah, um, you know how it plays. It's Which I don't know why Farshaw was so far, much further down, because fundamentally it's the same game. I think it's just because we haven't played it as much, and the boats are way too big, I think. I think the boats are cute. <laughs> boats are completely unnecessary. Um, we've played it with uh, Games with Beanie, and... Um, we all had a boat, obviously, but four boats on the side of the board just don't fit. Yeah, do they're they? on you the, might as well just flag your on the table. Meeple. It would have been easier. But yeah, anyway. yeah, it's... that's just a time. 
Anyway, so that was our top tens. Yeah, so that was our top ten. So if you want to rattle off your ten again, just so everyone So, uh, Art Project, Scythe, Planet Unknown, Chai, Everdell, Lost Ruins of Arnett, Expeditions, Distilled, Viticulture, and Blood on the Clock Tower. And mine were After Us, Distilled, Scythe, Raiders of the North Sea, Expeditions, Lost Ruins of Arnett, Viticulture, The Art Project, Blood on the Clock Tower, and Everdell. You can say I'd like work placement games, I guess, looking at those ten. We had eight of the same games on our top ten. Yeah. Wow. It's like we live together. Do we? No, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm not entirely convinced. Right. Shall we crack on with some board yeah, game menus? Yeah, let's go from 50. Oh, yes. Board game menus. No, that's no, that's so... for anybody who wants the expanded version. The expanded version will just be on Instagram. So, I need 50 days worth of content. Susie from Games with Beanie. She went with a a cat style board game menu. Oh, yes. I think, especially for cat into games. Yum, yum, yum. Um, her starter was Mlem. Mlem. Uh, her main was Isle of Cats, and then her dessert was Boop. Nice. Boop is the best. Then we've got Lee Meet 613. Is that right? Yes. Um, her, her Starter was Unlock, the main was Decorum, and the dessert was Flip Over Frog. Yes. And then we've got Better Mood Board Games. Uh, the starter was Scout, the main was Obsession, and the dessert was Patchwork. And then our friend James did one. I don't know if he he's did. on Instagram. He does have an Instagram, but does he, doesn't, he? doesn't use um, it. Is it Axia official or something like that? Okay. His starter was Akatoa. Which yes. is a critical role game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then um, Nemesis as the main, and then Sushi Go as the dessert. Yes. But we need more board game menus. More menus. Please send them in. Either send and them in as a, as a message to me, or send them in as a voice memo, and we'll get your lovely tones on the podcast too because it's always good to have more tones on the podcast i find we like tones we like tones lovely tones. lovely tones and tones and other things the tone saga um but that is us um so thank you all so much for listening thank you for sharing thank you for sending lovely words and messages to us yeah thank you for leaving five star reviews uh, and five stars and reviews and five stars. Remember that? Five stars, everyone. Um, thank you so much for doing that. That all will help the podcast um, with its algorithm, reaching more ears. The most important thing you can do to help us grow is to um, water us daily. Um, no, is um, share, share, just share with a friend. Water me, please. Um, share with a friend. Um, and get them to listen to this uh, board game podcast because you know that's the right thing to do. And? And remember, get, get into, into games. games.